So all of these verses, they talk about what makes a community strong. Love, sacrifice, right? Honesty, forgiveness. These are things that make a community strong. Now the opposite of that is a people that are disunited. And why are they disunited? Because people are selfish. So they are mentioned over here. Allah says, Alam tara, have you not seen ila ladina at those people who nafaqu, they practice hypocrisy. The people who have nifaq. Yaquluna li ikhwanihim, they say to their brothers, their brothers as in people who are similar to them, they say to each other, they say to their brothers, which brothers? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ Those who disbelieve from among the people of the book. This is referring to Abdullah bin Ubay and his men who went to the Banu Nadir and they said that you stay here, you're not going anywhere, we'll help you. They said to the Banu Nadir that لَإِنْ أُخْرِجْتُمْ Surely if you are expelled, meaning from the city of Medina, then you know what? لَنَخْرُجَنَّ مَعْكُمْ We will willingly come out with you. If you're expelled, we're going to come with you. We love you. We're your friends. We're your allies. We're together. If you're expelled, we're going with you. وَلَا نُطِيعُ And we will never obey. فِيكُمْ Concerning you, أَحَدًا Anyone, abada Ever. We're not going to obey anyone concerning you. Meaning, we're not going to obey the Prophet ﷺ concerning you. Meaning if he says that you are to leave the city of Medina, right, or you have to be fought against, we're never going to harm you. Meaning, we are your friends. Even though, yes, we're Muslim and we believe in Muhammad ﷺ, but you know what? You are our allies, so we're with you. in قُتِلْتُمْ And if you are fought, meaning if the Muslims come to fight you, then you know what? Where will we be? لَنَنْصُرَنَّكُمْ We are going to help you. Wow. If somebody says these words to you, what would you think of them? What would you say? I feel so touched. Right? I never knew that you were such a loyal friend. That you think of me this way. I feel honored. I feel humbled. You say such big words about me. Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ Allah testifies that indeed they're lying. The hypocrites are lying over here. They don't mean a word that they said. This is all lip service. Real brotherhood is what? True love. Real brotherhood, real friendship is, is what the Sahaba demonstrated, what the Ansar demonstrated. يُحِبُّونَ مَنْ هَاجْرَ إِلَيْهِمْ يُؤْسِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ This is real brotherhood. It's not verbal. Real brotherhood is in action. So the hypocrites over here, they lied to the Yahud. Because what happened? لَإِنْ أُخْرِجُوا If they were expelled, which is what happened eventually, Banu Nadir were expelled from Medina, what happened? Did Abdullah bin Ubay and his people say, that okay, we're going with you? No, they never showed up. Allah says, لَا يَخْرُجُونَ مَعَهُمْ They will never go out with them. وَلَئِنْ قُتِلُوا And if they're fought against, لَا يَنْصُرُونَهُمْ They will never help them. And that's exactly what happened. For some time, the Banu Nadir waited for Abdullah bin Ubay and his men to show up. But then when they never showed up, they had to strike a deal with the Prophet ﷺ. So, لَا يَنْصُرُونَهُمْ وَلَئِنْ نَصَرُوهُمْ And surely, if they were to help them, 
Meaning even if they tried to come and help them, what would they do? لَيُوَلُّنَّ الْأَدْبَارِ Surely they would definitely turn their backs. Meaning they would flee. ثُمَّ لَا يُنصَرُونَ And then they would not be aided. What is this character? Selfish character. The Ansar and the Muhajireen, what did they show? Real friendship. This is not friendship. This is just lip service. Why did this happen? And you see, before we continue, we need to think about it also. Because many times we gave verbal commitments. We show verbal love. We express love and friendship verbally. But when it comes to action, where are we? What do we do? لَأَنْتُمْ أَشَدُّ رَهْبَةً Allah says, surely you are, meaning you, O Muslims, are, أَشَدُّ more intense, more severe, رَهْبَةً in fear, فِي صُدُورِهِمْ in their hearts, in their chests, mean Allah than Allah. Meaning they fear you more than they fear Allah. رَهْبَةً is basically terror. Meaning when you're terrified of someone. It's not just khawf, it's terror. You're terrified of them, petrified of them. So they are afraid of you. They panic when you come. They're terrified of you. More than they're terrified of Allah. Because look at them, how they lie knowing that Allah is listening. But when it comes to you, dealing with you, then they become so scared. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ That is because indeed there are people who do not understand, they do not comprehend. What does this mean then? That if there is a person who fears people more than he fears Allah, then is this intelligence? What is this? This is a sign that this person doesn't really understand much. Fearing people more than Allah is a sign of foolishness. This is not intelligence. What does it mean to fear people more than Allah? What did the hypocrites do over here? They lied. Right? They lied. They said words which were inappropriate about the Muslims, about the Prophet ﷺ. They conspired against them. Right? While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was watching them. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was listening to them. When we're committing any sin in order to please a certain group of people or out of their fear, then this is foolishness. Because we're more afraid of them than Allah. When we correct our prayers and when we correct the performance of you know the good deeds that we're doing because of people who are watching us, then this is also a sign of la yafqahoon. And this is something we need to think about. How do I pray when I'm on my own? And how do I pray when I'm in front of people? How do I talk when guests are around? And how do I talk when I'm just with my family? You understand? This is something we need to think about. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ لَا يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the Yahud. That they will never fight you, jami'an together. Because you see what happened here is that the munafiqeen, they offered their help and support to the Yahud, to the Banu Nadir. But did they show up? Did they collect their forces? Did they come together? No, they didn't. Why? Allah says, لَا يُقَاتِلُونَكُمْ جَمِيعًا They will never come together against you. They will never fight you together. 
illa except fi quran muhassanatin within qura qura plural of qarya city cities that are muhassana fortified because remember over here also they had built their fortresses and they locked themselves up in their fortresses that is how they defended themselves so the future is being mentioned future encounters with the yahud are being mentioned over here that they will never come out in the open to battle you they will only fight you from within fortified cities aw min wara'i judur or from behind walls judur is the plural of jidar and jidar is a wall basically a protective wall so it's supposed to be huge all right so in other words they will only fight when they have to defend themselves they will only fight you when they have to defend themselves and how will they fight you either from inside walled cities or from behind a wall meaning they'll build a wall to protect themselves and yes from behind it from far away from their comfort ensure their comfort and then they will do something to fight you what does this mean you see the banu nadir and before them the banu qaynuqar they used to you know mock at the muslims they would say things like you know when the muslims returned from the battle of badr they were victorious they said oh you know what you don't need to feel very proud about your victory because you were fighting a bunch of nobodies wait till you have to fight us we'll show you they would say such things to them all right so what happened when there was a battle did they come out in the open to fight they just locked themselves up in their homes in their fortresses so here you see again lip service words we're being taught to look past the words of people some people they say words which show a lot of love but those words are empty some people they say words carrying great threats but again those words are empty they can't actually do anything they say big things but they can't actually do anything so don't be afraid don't be fooled by the words of such hollow people don't be fooled by them the reason behind this allah says is that ba'suhum their animosity rather their violence because ba's is military might they're fighting bainahum amongst themselves is shadid severe meaning they're too busy hating each other that they don't have time to fight you you understand why is it that they're too afraid to come together and fight you because they hate each other they're not united doesn't this sound like the description of muslims today ba'suhum bainahum shadid i mean it's amazing the ansar and the muhajirun how were they yuhibun they genuinely loved each other and what is our state on the surface we will smile on the inside we will hate on them or maybe in our private conversations we will hate on some people this is our sad reality but this was the way of who the banu nadir allah says ba'sum bainahum shadid tahsabuhum jami'a you think that they're together you think that they're united after all they're a tribe they're related by blood they live in the same area they should be together tahsabuhum jami'a you think them to be together but the reality is that wa qulubuhum shatta their hearts are diverse shatta plural of the word shatit inna sa'yakum 
Lashatta, diverse. Shatit is basically mutafarriq, that which is separate from the other. Meaning, think of a pile of plates, for example. I think I spend too much time in the kitchen. My examples are usually around cooking or kitchen. Anyway, plates, all right, a stack of them, or books. Let's talk about books, all right, or papers. So when they're together, it seems like it's just one mass. But is is it actually one mass? Is it actually one thing? No, it's not. It's separate. That is shatta, separate. It appears to be one thing, but in reality, it is separate things. So you think that they are one nation, united, but are they united? No, they're divided inside. And this is what makes them weak. And why is it that they're like this? Because they don't use reason. They don't use reasons. They don't use understanding. So here, future encounters with the Yehud are described that they will never come out in the open to fight you. Why? Because of their fear of Muslims. Why? Because they're just concerned about defending themselves. And this is what happened at Khaybar also. At Khaybar, was there an open battle? No. They locked themselves up in their fortresses. Why are they afraid? Why will they not come out openly? Because of their inner weakness. They are disunited inside. So they can never unite to fight you. You see them combining, apparently combining forces, and it appears that they are together, but they are divided. And this verse, it is said that this verse is about the Banu Nadir, right, the Yahud, but also the Munafiqun, the hypocrites. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the believers. Who are the believers? They're together. Despite their differences, they love each other. They cooperate with each other. They don't feel jealous of each other. There's no competition. But when it comes to those who lack sincere faith, then their goal is just self-glory. They're selfish. And because of that, they can never work with someone. They're always cutting off from others. So this is something that we need to think about. And what does this show? That mutual disputes, constant disagreements, or conflicts, getting into fights all the time, does it show that a person is very intelligent? What does it mean? La yafqahoon. They don't really understand. Because if they understood, if they used reason, they would realize that there are much bigger problems in the world that we should be concerned about. Instead of arguing about a very you know, unknown issue, or an issue that is irrelevant to the majority of the people, you understand my point? Constantly getting into fights, arguing and debating and attacking, being obsessed with refutations. This is what? A sign of intelligence? No. Because there's so many bigger problems in the world that we should be concerned about. It is disgusting that a person would attack someone just because of a slight difference of opinion. And a matter over which people have differed for hundreds of years. You understand? This is not intelligence, no matter how intelligent a person appears to be because of the language that they speak, or the impressive words that they use, or the accent that they talk in. What does this teach us? Our concern should be about unity. We should be concerned about unity. We should not be obsessed with disunity. When people come together and work together, look past their differences and commit 
for the sake of Allah, love each other for the sake of Allah, then Allah's help is with them. When they're gentle with each other, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put khair in their work. And when we become harsh with each other, then this is losing barakah. كَمَثَلِ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Just like the example of those before them. قَرِيبًا Very near. Meaning just very recently, an incident happened, and these Banu Nadir did not learn anything from it. What is this referring to? Which people? The Banu Qaynuqar. Another Jewish tribe. The first one to be expelled from Medina. Allah says, أَمْرِهِمْ They tasted the consequence, the bad consequence of their matter. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For them is a painful punishment. Meaning, just shortly before them, the Banu Qaynuqar suffered, or they experienced the same end, same outcome. But look at the Banu Nadir, they didn't learn from them. What happened to Banu Qaynuqar? On the Muslims returned from Badr, the Banu Qaynuqar, you know, threatened them. That you don't know what war means. You have just battled, you know, a bunch of ignorant people. When we fight you, you will know. And, and you know, there was a lot of tension being created. So the Prophet ﷺ gathered them together and reminded them of the treaty. And warned them that this kind of attitude is not okay. But what happened? They persisted and they got worse. And it is said that there was a woman from the Ansar who happened to go to one of the gold markets. All right, and she was there. And one of the people from Banu Qaynuqar, what he did is that he took her shawl, all right, and he kind of hooked it onto a nail, all right, so without her knowing. So when she got up, it ripped. And it was stuck in such a way that she, her body was exposed, her aura was exposed. And he had a good laugh, you know, all the shopkeepers over there, they were laughing, and there was a Muslim man over there who got very angry and he attacked that person from Banu Qaynuqa. This led to a, a big fight, killings. When the Prophet ﷺ learned about it, he basically openly annulled the treaty. He said, that's it. You guys initiated it, now the treaty is annulled. You have no treaty with us. So Banu Qaynuqa got really worried. Now they got scared. So they sent word to their allies amongst the Arabs and nothing really happened. They didn't really get the help they needed. So they locked themselves up in their fortresses. And then after about 10 days or so, they were asked to leave Medina. And so they left Medina. Two years later, Banu Nadir, same thing happened with them. Did they learn from the example of Banu Qaynuqa? No, they didn't. Allah says, كَمَثَلِ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ قَرِيبًا ذَاقُوا وَبَالَ أَمْرِهِمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ What does this mean? We should learn from history. كَمَثَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ Just like the example of shaytan. The example of the hypocrites is like that of shaytan. إِذْ قَالَ لِلْإِنسَانِ اكْفُرْ When shaytan says to man, disbelieve. Disbelieve in who? In Allah. فَلَمَّا كَفَرَ And then when a person disbelieves, he listens to shaytan. Does shaytan come and say, good job? قَالَ He says, إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ I am fully absolved. مِنْكَ From you. Meaning, I take no responsibility for your action. إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهَ رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ Indeed, I'm afraid of Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Who's saying this? Shaytan, what a liar. If he really feared Allah, would he do such a thing? This happened at Badr. In Surah Al-Anfal, Ayah 48, something similar is mentioned. That how, remember that the mushrikeen, when they had come in order to fight the Muslims, or rather to defend their caravan, 
And when they learned that the caravan had safely escaped, what was the army supposed to do? Return to Makkah. Remember? But what happened? Iblis came to them. And in the form of a human being. And encouraged them to fight the Muslims because they had come out anyway. So they went and fought. And when they fought, did Iblis help them? No, he didn't. What happened? He fled. He ran away. When he saw Jibreel, he ran away. And then what happened to the mushrikeen? Did they win? No, they suffered heavy losses. Their great men were killed and other great men were taken as captives. And the humiliation that these were Quraysh, these were the rich of Makkah who had been defeated by the few poor Muslims of Medina. This was disgrace. So in this is an example that when a person obeys shaitan, when a person befriends shaitan, then what a bad friend he has taken. Because such friendship will not help, neither in this world nor in the hereafter. Because shaitan will ditch you. He will leave you. So be careful about who you befriend. And there's something we all need to think about. That who is it that I listen to? Who is it that I like to be in the company of? Those who encourage me to do good? Or those who encourage me to do bad? Those who are encouraging you to do bad, remember, they're not your true friends. Never. And when they say to you, that, oh, you know, if there's a punishment given to you, I'll take it with you. If you suffer from some harm, I'll share with you. They're never going to share it with you. Never. فَكَانَ عَاقِبَتَهُمَا so the outcome for both of them is what? That annahuma finnar, that both of them are in fire. Khalidaini fiha, both abiding eternally in it. And this is a recompense for who? For the wrongdoers. For every unjust person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, O you who have believed. Ittaqullah, fear Allah. Look at this example. What happened to the Banu Nadir? What happened to the Munafiqun? O you who have believed, fear Allah, waltandur nafsun, and let a soul look. Lam, should. He should take a look at, look at what? Ma qaddamat lighad. What it has sent ahead for tomorrow. Every single person should take a look at what he is sending forward for tomorrow. Tomorrow as in Sunday? Tomorrow as in after the day of this life is over. Meaning the day of judgment. The hereafter. Take a look. Observe. Think about. Look at what you're doing for tomorrow. Observe your own actions. What are you doing? Think about your actions, your deeds. What are you doing? Are you doing something at all? Or is your life just concerned about today? Are your efforts just concerned about today, meaning the world? Or are you working for the akhirah also? And then whatever you're doing, what are you doing? Is it good enough? Is it something that will actually help you tomorrow? Or is it something that you will be embarrassed by? Will it really help you? Or will it harm you? وَالْتَنظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ What are you putting forth for your akhirah? وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ And fear Allah. Because إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ Indeed, Allah is fully aware of whatever that you do. And He will judge you. 
None of your deeds are hidden from Him. He knows what you do. He knows how you do it. He knows its quality. He knows its quantity. He is fully aware, inside out, about every deed of yours. And He is going to judge you. So look at yourself. What are you doing for tomorrow? The Prophet ﷺ said that the example of the believer and his death are like the example of a man who has three friends. A man who has three friends. The first one says, take what you want as you please. The second one says, I'm with you, but when you die, I will leave you. And the third one says, I am with you and will go with you. What does the first one say? Take what you want. Meaning you want something from me, take it. The second one says, I'll be with you, but just until you die. And the third one says, I'm going with you, never leaving you. So the first is his wealth. The first friend is who? His wealth. Because you see some friends, they say, you want something? You know, you need something, I can help you, but that's it. Don't call me tomorrow, don't call me the day after. Right? It's just a temporary exchange. So the first is his wealth. The second is his family. They're with him until he dies. And the third is his deeds. They go with him. So look at what you're doing for tomorrow. Look at your deeds. Are you just concerned about your money? Are you concerned about your family? Well, your money and your family is not going with you. What's going with you is your deeds. So what are you putting in your bags? What are you packaging for tomorrow? وَلَا تَكُونُوا Do not be كَالَّذِينَ Like those people who نَسُوا اللَّهَ They forgot Allah. Don't be like those people who forgot Allah. Forgetting Allah means forgetting that we're going to meet Him. The day of judgment, what is that day? It's the day of liqa Allah. It's the day of meeting Allah. It's the day when we meet Allah. Forgetting Allah means forgetting that meeting with Him. Forgetting the akhirah. Not preparing for that meeting. You understand? You see when you have to go somewhere, you have to meet somebody important, and you remember that, will you prepare for it? Think about it. How much we prepare for a journey that we have to take because we have to meet somebody important. We have to go attend a wedding. We have to go you know, meet somebody who might be our you know, employer or someone like that. What do we do? Go for a facial maybe, you know, get a new dress maybe, get a new hijab maybe, figure out what kind of makeup we're going to wear, figure out what jewelry we're going to wear. You understand what I mean? We prepare. What are we preparing for our meeting with Allah? Don't forget it. Don't be like those people who have forgotten that meeting, who have forgotten Allah. Because when they forgot Allah, فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ He made them forget themselves. Forgetting Allah, forgetting the Akhirah, means you've forgotten yourself. Because when you ignore your deeds, you're ignoring who? Yourself. 
Because you are your deeds. You will get what you do. Isn't it? When we forget ourselves, what does it mean? We're running after who? The wealth and the family, the people. Correct? But will they accompany us? No, they won't. And so many times, what is it that prevents us from doing good? Either the excuse of money, and by money I mean even something that will help us get money. So for example, our careers, our education. We will make that as an excuse to not fast, or to not pray on time, or to not remember Allah. شَغَلَتْنَا amwaluna وَأَهْلُونَا Our families, our wealth, they kept us busy. Allah says, لَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ When they forgot Allah, Allah made them forget themselves. Because who are we? We are who we are in relation to our Lord. If Allah didn't make us, we wouldn't be there. You understand? If Allah didn't create us, we would not be there. Not at all. So if I exist, if I am something, whatever I am, I am because of who? Allah. This is my worth. My worth is in relation to who? To my Lord. So when I forget Him, I have essentially forgotten who? Myself. Allah says, لَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Such people, they are fasiqoon. Fasiqoon as in they cross limits, they disobey Allah. And this is true. When we forget Allah, that is when we disobey Him. Because where is that place where Allah is not watching us? There is no place. So if we are doing something that Allah does not approve of, and we're doing it knowingly, we're doing it because we're ignoring Allah. We're forgetting Him. Don't do that. Because fisq, what does it lead to? The Prophet ﷺ said, the truth leads to piety, and piety leads to paradise. Lying leads to sin, and sin leads to hell. Allah says, لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ The people of paradise, they're not equal to the people of hell. Piety leads to paradise and sin leads to hell. And going to hell and going to paradise are not the same. They're not equal. It's really not the same. I mean, this past week we have seen how hot it was. Wasn't it hot? And maybe you felt even more hot because of your hijab. Right? Or because the AC in your car was not working. Or because you had to take the bus. You experienced that heat. How was it? Did there come a point where you felt this was it? You couldn't handle it anymore? So you just had to get out? You had to do that, right? This is heat. The heat of this world. Not fire. Heat. لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة The people who end up in hell they are not equal to the people who end up in Jannah. Ashabul Jannati humul faizun. It is the people of Jannah who are the attainers, who are the successful. They will be successful. Law anzalna. If we sent down Hadal Quran, this Quran, ala jabalin upon a mountain, la ra'aytahu khashi'an. You would see it humbled. What is khashir? One that is? coming down. 
One is it that you humble, you come down physically when you feel under pressure. So because of the pressure of the Qur'an, the mountain would come down. It would feel pressed. It would feel the weight of the Qur'an. Despite its huge size, despite its strength, it would feel the pressure of the Qur'an. Mutasaddi'an. And then it wouldn't just be humbled and come under pressure, but it would just fall apart. It would break apart. Mutasaddi'an. Saddal ain. Tasaddur is to crumble to pieces. Coming apart. It would shatter with all that pressure. Min khashiyatillah out of the fear of Allah. Wa tilkal amsal. And these examples. نَضْرِبُهَا للناس, We present them to people لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ In order that they may reflect. So think. The real impact of the Qur'an on a person is that it breaks him. The Qur'an breaks the person. It breaks his ego. It breaks the idol of his nafs. The idol of his desire. It breaks his heart, breaks it, shatters it. So a person no longer remains who he was. Because when something is broken, what does it mean? It's not what it was before. This is the real impact of the Qur'an, that a person is no longer what or who they were before. Their thinking changes, their manners change, their actions change, their habits change. This is the real impact of the Qur'an. That a person is able to conquer their nafs. When the Qur'an is not just some knowledge that has occupied a part of their brain, but it has affected their behavior also. This is the real impact of the Qur'an. And Allah says that if the Qur'an was given to a mountain, this is what would happen to a mountain. So what impact should it have on us? Should we still stand arrogant and unaffected? Imam al-Shafi'i said that لَيْسَ الْعِلْمُ مَا حُفِظَ Knowledge is not what is memorized. الْعِلْمُ مَا نَفَعَ Knowledge is what benefits a person. And so a person who has been given the Qur'an, what happens to him? He is supposed to change out of the fear of Allah. His ego breaks. Why? Because he realizes who Allah is. Who is Allah? هُوَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوْ He is Allah other than whom there is no deity. عَالِمُ الْغَيْبِ وَالشَّهَادَةِ He is the knower of the unseen and the witnessed. هُوَ الرَّحْمَانُ الرَّحِيمُ He is الرَّحْمَانُ and الرَّحِيمُ In these verses, 18 names of Allah are given. And remember that the names of Allah, they are all descriptive. Here, He is ilah, He is God. If He is ilah, God, who are we? Worshippers, servants. He is alim, He is the knower. Who are we? We are known. You understand? He knows and we are known. He is Rahman Rahim, compassionate, merciful. So who are we? We are shown mercy at all times and all conditions. Allah, He is Allah. Alladhi la ilaha illahu, other than whom there is no deity. He is Al-Malik, the King. What does that mean? If He is the King, we are His possessions. We are owned by Him. He is Al-Quddus. The one who is pure. So what does he deserve from us? Only sincerity and purity. 
in action, in intention. He is as-salam, the giver of salam. What does it mean? That we are safe, we are secure because of who? Because of Him. He is al-mu'min, the giver of iman, the giver of faith. So if we have iman, it's because He gave it. He is al-muhaymin. Who is al-muhaymin? The overseer. You see, haymana is basically when a mother hen covers her babies, her chicks, all of them. He is al-muhaymin. Meaning we are sheltered because of him. He is al-aziz. So we have rizza only with him. He is al-jabbar. We cannot avoid his decree. Jabbar is who? Compeller. Jabbar is who? Jabbar is also to fix, to mend. If he is al-jabbar, what does it mean? He can mend our brokenness. He is al-mutakabbir, the superior. Meaning, pride does not befit us. It only befits who? Allah. Who Allah al-Khaliq. He is Allah al-Khaliq, the creator. What does it mean for us then? We are? We are? Makhluk, we are the created. He is al-bari' the inventor. What does it mean? We were nothing until he made us. He invented us. He is al-musawwir the fashioner. We are his product. Lahu al-asma'ul husna. For him, he deserves, he has al-asma, names which are al-husna, the most excellent, the most beautiful. All of Allah's names are beautiful. Know Allah, so you can know yourself. يُسَبِّحُ لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Everything in the heavens and the earth is exalting him because he deserves nothing but tasbih. He deserves only praise. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ And he is the aziz, the exalted in might, the wise. He is aziz, the one of honor, so we are nothing before him. He is hakim, the one whose hukum is carried out, so there is no escape for us from his decree. This is who your Lord is, Allah. So don't forget Allah, so you can remember yourself. These are the beautiful names of Allah, some of them over here, and they must be understood in order to know who Allah is. Because only if we know Him can we know ourselves. Only when we know ourselves, our weakness, our dependence on Him, can we care about ourselves. Can we work for our akhirah? I had given you some homework before hmm? to listen to the lectures on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Please try to do that. At least choose one name from these verses, one name, and listen to that lecture, inshallah. Alright? Recitation. Alam tara ila alladheena nafaqoo yaquluna li ikhwanihimu alladheena kafaroo min ahli al-kitabi la in ukhrijtum lanakhrujan la in ukhrijtum lanakhrujan ma'akum wa la nuti'u fikum ahadan abadan wa in qutiltum lanansurannakum وَإِن قُوتِلْتُمْ لَنَنْصُرَنَّكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ 
لئن أخرجوا لا يخرجون معهم ولئن قوتلوا لا ينصرونهم ولئن نصروهم ليولن الأدبار ثم لا ينصرون لأنتم أشد رهبة في صدورهم من الله ذلك بأنهم قوم لا يفقهون لا يقاتلونكم جميعا إلا في قرى محصنة أو من وراء جدر بأسهم بينهم شديد تحسبهم جميعا وقلوبهم شتى ذلك بأنهم قوم لا يعقلون كمثل الذين من قبلهم قريبا ذاقوا وبال أمرهم ذاقوا وبال أمرهم ولهم عذاب أليم كمثل الشيطان إذ قال للإنسان اكفر فلما كفر قال إني بريء منك إني أخاف الله رب العالمين فكان عاقبتهما أنهما في النار خالدين فيها وذلك جزاء الظالمين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون